Hi there, welcome back to the Flex of Gold podcast. I'm your host, Alan Candle, and today we're just going to dive really quickly into Alma 5811. This scripture is really cool for me because it just talks about how the Lord is going to visit us and help us out. And this is something that's also talked about in Mosiah 24, how the Lord is going to visit us when we're stressed, having a rough time, you know, in the midst of a big decision, something like that. And there's just some really cool promises in this scripture. So basically, there's the people that are fighting and they don't really have a ton of a ton of like supplies and they're outnumbered and they cry to the Lord that he would, you know, strengthen them and bless them with more numbers and stuff. And then verse 11 says that the Lord did visit them with assurances that he would deliver them and he did visit visit him them with that in so much that they should have great faith and hope for their deliverance in him. I kind of butchered it a little bit. That's because I'm going off the cuff, but the scripture really has a lot of meaning for me. It reminds me that when I feel outnumbered or feel really weak, the Lord is mighty to keep his promises and his assurances. It's something that, you know, Nephi and his brothers, when they want to go get the brass plates and then things fell apart, <laughs> you know, twice, First, Laman went and just tried to ask for the plates, and that didn't work. And then other time when they tried to buy the plates, and it didn't work. And then the angel came and said, hey, the Lord is going to deliver Laban into your hands, and it's going to work out. And Laman says the exact same thing. It's like, hey, we're outnumbered. How is that possible? And Nephi is like, well, I'm just going to trust in the Spirit. I'm going to trust he's going to make it work out. And this is something that's not easy to do. It doesn't make sense to have a lot of faith sometimes when you feel extremely outnumbered or outclassed or whatever it might be. Something I'm really trying to remember right now is that when God chooses you, that's it. Trust him. Go for it. You know, like if you're on a mission and he chose you, then facts, go for it. You know, there's there's no reason to be held back after that. I mean, this is something so beautifully that Elder Bednar talked about in this past general conference, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes about we can choose if we're going to be chosen by our ability to, you know, wear the garments of righteousness or whatever that might be, whatever that might look like, because God has given them to us and trusting and respecting that, right? And so there's there's a beauty with that. And so you know, there's no like, oh, I hope I get chosen for this. It's like God is going to choose you for something and be ready because he's going to, to do that. And he's going to bless you with assurances that he will make things happen. You know, President Iring in his talk, Walk With Me, that I listened to last night. I've been trying to listen to that talk more because it's so good. He just talked about how he's reminded of when the when President Hinckley put his hands on his head and recited Dodge and Covenants 8488 said that my angels shall be about round about you to bear you up. This is a promise that he was going to have strength and help in his calling. And this is a promise to all of us that have callings or that are struggling in different ways that this calling, this thing is going to sustain you and give you health and strength and and understanding for the rest of your life, 
you know? So if things seem to be falling, do you know how many times I've been like struggling or things don't seem to be going super great? And then I get some kind of calling that just all of a sudden the load feels so much lighter and life's a lot more joyful. That That's literally what I feel. I think this is what some of the times with the Nephites felt. They're like, okay, now we have this promise that God is going to deliver us. So we are going to prepare. We're going to fight because we need to be in. We need to be ready. We need to be able to be chosen and be ready to accept that help and be ready to be there for that miracle, right? I think it's Alma 61 where it just says that Moroni did not stop preparing for war. Moroni was a stud. He had all kinds of things. It's like if it says in like Alma 48, I think, like if everybody was like Moroni, the powers of the devil would be shaken forever. You know, he was a man whose heart who swelled, heart did swell thanksgiving towards God and love towards fellow men. And he was just a baller. He was a stud. He was the man. He was, he was great, you know? And yet, he was constantly preparing. He's basically Michael Jordan kind of thing. You know, he's like, just kept preparing. Like nothing is going to keep me from preparing. And you see this with Lahontai, where Lahontai was like, I'm okay. And it's okay if I chill out for a little bit. Where Amalekiah gets close to his tent and Lahontai's like, yeah, I'm not going to come down. You can't make me come down. Sort of like the thing in, uh, oh, is it Jeremiah? No, Nehemiah. I think it's Nehemiah about I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. You know, something from Come Follow Me this year. Similar to that, except Lahontai was like, I can't, I can't. And then Amalekiah the third time comes with one of his men and says, hey, bring one of your men and then come to me. Lahontai's like, oh, that makes sense. And he goes, and then he's poisoned by degrees. He's dead. Nehemiah said, hey, I'm doing a great work. Can't come down. He's, the, you know, he's chilling. He's fine. Lahontai, that, that's not the case. And the same thing with like Joseph Smith with the 116 pages, you know, three times. And it was, he, he's like, hey, like Martin Harris wants to take the plates or takes the manuscript of the 116 pages book of Lehi. Is it okay if he does this? And Lord's like, hey. Yeah, that's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. And then Joseph's like, come on. And the Lord's like, no, it's not a good idea. The third time, Joseph asks, and the Lord's like, you may do as you desire kind of thing. And he does, and it's gone, right? So if the Lord has kind of given you that assurance that he gave the Nephites, I would encourage you, take heart and keep going. For me, this podcast doesn't make a ton of sense, but at the same time, it makes all the sense in the world. Right now, it's not even technically published. There's a lot of different thoughts and things I have on my mind. There's a lot bigger podcasts. There's there's so many other podcasts. It's like, well, obviously, I love podcasting and I feel better and whatever, but it's like, why? But I just come back to this verse. Like, he will visit you with assurances. You know, Revelation 3.20 says, hey, I stand at the door and knock. And if you open the door, I'm going to sup with you and I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to help you. For me, that's been tender mercies. Random people calling me and be like, hey, do you want to get dinner? I realize you don't have a job right now. Can I help you? Can I set you up to talk with this person? You know, and that, that's the Lord 
following through on his promises, notwithstanding my weakness, notwithstanding my failures, notwithstanding everything, those mercies and things are are still happening because the Lord is always going to deliver 100% bank on his promises, right? Even if it takes time, Alma 58.11 says, I will visit you with assurances. And then he calls that they should have hope for his deliverance, their deliverance in him. So deliverance isn't going to come from, you know, the world or something like that. It's going to come from the Lord. I think we've, you know, (laughs) gotten enough on about this, but just remembering that the Lord is going to deliver you with assurances. And if he's already given you assurances, then hang in there. Hold on. I mean, there's a great talk from S. Michael Wilcox about prayer and I'll link that as well. That, that helped me a lot. And, and yeah, just if he's given you assurances and he's chosen you, then trust it and move forward. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. Even if you feel outnumbered, you feel outclassed, you feel outranked, you feel just so inadequate. Welcome to the club. We all feel inadequate. We all feel like we're not able to do things, but then the Lord shows us, yes, I will. Yes, I will help you. I see this past. I see this struggle. I see all these other things, but I see you and I see what you're going to do. And so I choose you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to build you up. And he's mighty to deliver in that promise. Alma 38, 18. He is mighty to save, crying to him for mercy. You ever cried unto the Lord for mercy? I don't think I do it enough. But the times that I have, it certainly helped me get closer to him. Because I I am so powerless to do really anything. But at the same time, I do have a lot of power because that's what Dodging Covenants 58, 28 says. The power is in them. They are agents unto themselves. So there is power. But at the same time, I'm nothing without his power. So he will visit you with assurance. He will deliver you. I know that that is true. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you, this little fleck. Definitely check out the podcast on YouTube or wherever you might be listening to it. I just appreciate your time and your patience. And I don't really have a, <laughs> a saying still, but keep those flecks of gold bright, I guess. I don't know. I'll see you next time. Bye.